You're listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast with John Hicks. Helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to the Retirement Solution with John Hicks. Here with John Hicks, I'm Jennifer Perry. We'd love to hear from you here on the Retirement Solution Podcast. You can always drop us an email with any questions for John at retirementsolutionradio.com. And let's talk about what's happening with the market right now, John, because I know a lot of people are concerned about what their money is doing during this time. It's hard to stomach these drops. But I was thinking this week, I was like, wow, you know, who warned us that this was coming? And then I thought, well, it was John Hicks himself. In the book, The Retirement Solution. I mean, you talk about this idea of the perfect storm coming together, Mm -hmm. and it certainly has. At the same time, I don't think anyone saw it coming in the form of a virus, right? No. You know, and and if you look historically on all the major uh, retractions the market makes, there's always a different reason. I think what we're seeing this time, and I hate it, I hate it when financial people say, it's different this time. Mm -hmm. And I hate it even more when they say, It's not different this time, but this time it really is different. (laughs) But I am going to say this, and this is kind of where it's just not exactly the same as it's been in the past. Essentially, what we're going through now with coronavirus, this is essentially a natural disaster. Mm -hmm. This is essentially a global natural disaster. And so when you look at it in that regard, that gives me really a lot of optimism. Because if we were just going into a recession because companies weren't making money, or they couldn't get proper employees, or we just had a credit crunch or any of these other things, if those happened on their own, uh, then that could actually be more of a problem. What we're seeing now is that a natural disaster has caused all the recessionary fears. And by the way, technically we're now in a recession. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing that I love about the concept of natural disasters when they affect the market is the rebound is often substantially faster. The rebound is often substantially faster than if this was just a normal market meltdown. And so when you examine that, why is that? Well, Jennifer, think about it. What have we seen repeatedly over the last couple of weeks? We've seen the administration doing everything they can to strong arm the Fed mm-hmm. into getting them to act quickly. Mm-hmm. We've seen the Fed making very appropriate decisions, maybe not as quick as the, as the president would like, mm-hmm. but making appropriate decisions. We've seen all government leaders really kind of get lockstep into things. We've actually well, heck, seen... Even President Trump this week was saying, okay, maybe we send everybody a check right now. Yeah, a few weeks ago, only Bernie Sanders was thinking about that. Well, other than, uh, was it Andrew Wang? But of course, he's not, right. he's not, he's not out even, there anymore. Yeah, he's not out there anymore. anymore so. Yeah. so when you look at these types of things and you know that, see, Walmart is donating their parking lots. Uh, Amazon is shipping boxes, you know, for medical things at no cost. Um, I heard that FedEx was giving their planes for the usage of the government military to mm. go over and pick up supplies they needed to get it back to help with testing kits and things How like cool. that. Wow. See, this is why America, I don't care what anyone says. America is not broken. We just lost our way. What it comes down to is when you see that natural disasters are the root cause of why we come back so much faster, because we act together, because mm-hmm. we would otherwise suffer together, and we don't want to suffer at all. But you actually see it's not altruistic, it's patriotism. It's understanding your fellow man and what they're worth to you, the value of them as people. That's what we're really talking about here, and that's why natural disaster, the fact this has started in that capacity, this gives me tremendous optimism. Not that it's going to end tomorrow. Please don't mistake my words. But it makes me feel really, really confident, really confident that a year from now or 18 months from now, 
the markets are going to have responded correctly. And this comes back to what the president said in an earlier segment. The market will have responded correctly, and we should be in a better spot than we are today. And that's really the whole point. But I love the fact that this is not just a recession period. A natural disaster begat this one. So we're going to see the government hopefully work hand in hand with the Congress. They better participate in this. We're going to see the Senate work in which ways they can. We're going to see American corporations giving back. This is exciting to me, not because of any of the nonsense that's happening, but it's exciting because it lets me feel, hey, even though this has been quick, the light at the end of the tunnel, which is not there yet, but it's starting to shine a little bit. Mm-hmm. I get it. And this is a positive thing. So remember that, because when people compare to other recessions or 2008, now that was a failure brought on by man. Right. That was banking system failure because of ninja loans. You remember ninja loans, mm-hmm. no income, no justifiable assets. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll give you money. This was not man-made. Well, unless some person in China ate some billy goat or whatever they did. <laughs> but, but essentially, this is an actual pandemic. And so because of that, I think we're going to come together, and I think we will be substantially stronger in the long run. There is reason for optimism, even at a time like this one. And there's nothing we can do if you're stuck at home with the kids or the grandkids right now. But we can do something to help you take advantage of those opportunities that may be ahead in the future in this market. Again, if you'd like to schedule that online consultation with John and the team at J. Hagen Capital, we are doing those visits online right now because we know a lot of you want to stay inside, stay away from the germs. We certainly get that right now. I'm in the quarantine. (laughs) You're in the quarantine. And uh, if you want to take advantage of those online consultations, just reach out to us. You can do that online through our website, retirementsolutionradio.com. Catch a few chapters of John's book, too. While you're uh, at home right now, a little more free time, you can actually get the first few chapters free. It's online for you on our website. Again, that's retirementsolutionradio.com. And I hate to bring everybody down because actually you got me feeling better too about things oh. there, John. But it was like it was like the vaccine. I gave is. you just a little bit of a vaccine. <laughs> but now I'm gonna bring you back down to reality oh, here, man. okay? Because there are a lot of talking heads out there. You talk about that in the book too. But yeah. uh, one in particular was talking about this recession recently, and that's Mohammed El Arian. He's the sure. chief economic advisor at Allianz. Is that the world's largest insurance company? I believe it's the world's largest. John. It is. Yeah, most yeah. people aren't aware of them because they're they're headquartered in in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy's he's a smart guy. He replaced Bill Gross there. Um, a a lot of people in the ago. finance world know that name. Yes. Yeah, and and, and but he was the bond king. He was mm-hmm. the guy that basically said that bonds were not evil, and and then frankly they were. It, the bond industry is six times larger than equities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but El Arian has been very very accurate uh, as he's been on CNBC over the last several months, not even just weeks, but months. He's been very accurate on talking about how this thing because he was watching it mm-hmm. uh, in China and then watching it in Europe. He's been spot on. Well, he actually said recently, John, that uh, this recession might get worse before it gets better. We are going into a global recession. Okay, we are going into a global recession. We are going to see a spread of economic sudden stops. The trouble with economic sudden stop is it's not easy to restart an economy. So the economic damage is going to last. That's why I believe that we are going to get a global recession. So I guess my question for you, though, John, is if we know we're headed for this global recession, how do we as individual investors try to get through this with as little damage as possible? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of what we've been talking about on the show for nearly six years. You know, it's about understanding balance and about understanding there's nothing that we can do individually 
to control the stock market. Right. And we shouldn't ever try to. What we can control, however, is our own emotions within reason. I mean, it's not easy. It's not easy. But we can control how we are going to attack our investment plan or really for this show, our retirement plan, right? What we're talking about is if you know that you're going to retire in the next three to five years, you should hopefully have been a little bit less risky. I mean, we've been talking about that for a long time on the show too, because everyone is fine when they're swimming, but you find out who's swimming naked when the tide goes out. Yep. Well, right now, after a 25, 30% drop in the markets at one point in time, well, now the tide's out. Now we see her swimming naked. So if you did a correct job and you were building your plan, you shouldn't have anything to worry about as long as you got a swimsuit on. At one point in time, by the way, the tide comes in and out every single day, mm-hmm. just like the market will go up or down any single day. And so what we have to understand in the situation is control the panic button. You know how you control that? How's that? Don't stare at this stuff all the time. Don't look at it all the time. Don't overanalyze every position you have every day. It's either a good thing to own or a bad thing to own. Listen, I know you're tired of me barking at you, but if you have 90% of your money in UPS or 90% of your money in GE or 90% of your money, frankly, in anything, you probably feel like a train wreck. Right. Uh, to be perfectly honest You're standing you. there exposed right now. Yeah, and everyone knows you're swimming naked. Yep. They're laughing at you. <laughs> Me too. I am too. So the point is, is what you have to understand is what can you do from here? Protect yourself as much as possible. That does not mean go to cash. It means what assets do you have in your portfolio that are acting differently than the ones that are going down? Those right now are really a good thing to have. That's why you always have to have safe components of your portfolio. Stuff that literally cannot go down. I'm not talking about bonds. I'm talking about CDs. I'm talking about insured accounts. I'm talking about if you have uh, income streams, annuities can be a piece of that puzzle. I'm talking about equity-linked products where you can literally have zero risk on the downside, but you can actually make money if that index goes up. So those are really okay in this environment. Are they my favorite long-term? No, but if you can completely protect your money on the downside and you can get 50, 60, 70% on the upside, what on earth is wrong with that? So those things, if you don't have those in your portfolio, I would have hoped before now you'd already sought those out. If you have not done that up to now, I would seek some of those things out. Those really may help you because with the relative safety and by relative safety, they're completely safe if they're insured. But the idea is, is that you take some of those assets once the risk side is all beaten up and you buy the good stuff cheap. I mean, I was buying Apple when it was in $300 range, personally. Mm-hmm. And then when it went down to 278, I bought a lot more. Mm-hmm. When it went down to 254, I bought even more. And this past week, I got it for 244. I have been a net buyer of Apple every single major fall it's happened. It's not a tremendous percentage of my portfolio, mm-hmm. but I feel very confident that regardless of this recession, when my phone's up for uh, an overhaul, guess what I'm going to get? I'm going to get myself an iPhone. And the next time my computer messes up and it hasn't happened in a while, knock on wood, but when it does, I'm going to go to Apple and I'm going to do that. And whenever they come out with an ear pods or whenever they come out with this or that or the other, because my kids love it too. I know they're going to be around. It may even be just because of me. I may be keeping Apple in business. I don't yet know that. But I do know that as it keeps getting cheaper, I'm going to absolutely double down when I can to do that. We can all do that. Amazon's attractive. Home Depot's beating the snot out of. Airlines maybe not be a right purchase yet because we don't know how solvent they're going to stay and how much the government's going to intervene. But cruise lines are the one that I'm going to say, I know, I know, I know. Some of you guys out there are cruisers. You just love the cruises. Just do me a favor. 
wait to make sure they're going to stay afloat. Okay. You don't want to invest in the sinking boat, guys. Right. So you just got to make sure they're going to make it because it may be a while before someone decides that they're going to jump on that Petri dish party barge and spend thousands <laughs> of dollars if you're over 60. Right. I think that that could be a period of time. So the question is, do they have enough cash to keep them sustained? So I think though we're still watching them. Mm-hmm. We just want to make sure that they make it through this. But if you can pick those companies up that you you are a patron of and you can pick them up for literally when it comes to cruises, not now, but later, 20 cents on the dollar. Wow. I mean, I think you what even a get a discount on, on your onboard credits if you at least have 100 <laughs> shares. That may only cost you 100 bucks by oh, that point sweet. in time. That's not bad. Yeah, but uh, you have to be positioned for those opportunities when they arise. But in the meantime, we do not want you going down with the ship nope. during this perfect storm right now that John talks about in the book, The Retirement Solution. So, again, if you'd like to pick up a few chapters of that book, go online to our website this weekend, retirementsolutionradio.com. And if you're wondering about how your own portfolio is positioned, perhaps you feel like you're standing there naked and we know that after a certain age none of us should be standing naked in the water john should not happen and it should not happen with your portfolio either so maybe helen mirren (laughs) okay yes maybe helen but that's about it (laughs) she's in the one percent there but when it comes to your portfolio if you have some questions about how it's performed you can do that online through our website retirementsolutionradio.com Have questions for John? Drop us an email at retirementsolutionradio.com. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through John Hicks, Kentucky Insurance License Number 998827.